name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a physical disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is, my God, man. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired today. Man, man. I, I, I usually go to bed between 1 and 2 in the morning, and that's when I went to bed last night. But mm. for some reason, it's just kicking me today, man. Oh, man, I was, I was up... I, I... I, my wife uh, asked me to make sure I ran the dishwasher, and I was like, all right, I, I guess I'll just stay up in, in, until it's done. And so I was like, for some reason, I, I people had told me about Daredevil on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, I, I got, maybe I'll watch an episode. So I start, <laughs> wa- I start watching an episode, and man, it was four in the morning, and like I, I just got so sucked in, I couldn't fall asleep, and I just kept watching episode after episode. And I was just like, man. <laughs> so. That's what it's meant to do, Jonathan. That's what it's totally meant to do, right? <laughs> what I love about Netflix, uh, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not, though, but I want to say on, at least from what I've seen, of all of their original stuff that they do, they actually have descriptive video for all their stuff. Do they? Yeah. And, uh, and it seems like more and more things on Netflix are getting descriptive video, which is kind of cool. So That is very cool, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Can you tell the audience what that means? So descriptive video is like it's for, you know, blind, vision-impaired people. So, you know, if there's a point in the movie where, you know, there's, there's no dialogue but there's something going on, there's kind of like a, a narrator kind of person that will say like, oh, and then so-and-so walks across the room and puts his wallet down on the table like it so that way you're just like oh okay i get okay like it's just a way for you to kind of keep up with what's going on when there's no dialogue so it's pretty cool that is awesome and since we're plugging netflix let me just say when we do our cross-country trip next summer yeah (laughs) netflix would you like to put that yeah exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) so listen since we're talking about film today's is going to be about a really unique weird and wonderful experience I had during the 2007, possibly 2008 Berlin Film Festival. Sounds like it's par for the course. Weird, unique, interesting. Yeah, I know it was fun. First of all, I love, love Berlin. It is an awesome city. Mm. And, and I've been to the Berlin Film Festival and the European Film Market. They both run concurrently. Okay. In February, I've been to that many times, I think six or seven times Mm. over the years. Mm. And before I had Lena and Zoe, what I would do is Sundance, then my weekend at the Super Bowl for my birthday, and then Berlin, Mm. right? So my body was always freaked out because I was going from really cold to really warm (laughs) to really cold. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And... uh, 15, 16-day period or something, or two-week period. Yeah. So I think it was 2000, it was either 2007 or 2008, one of those two years. But I was in Berlin with my company, Lonely Seal, and in the second or third day of the festival, this Pakistani-American woman comes up to me, and she goes, are you from Pakistan? And I'm like, well, kind of. Yeah, I was born there, but I grew up in Kansas, right? Yeah. And she lives here in America, but she goes, you know what? Since you're Pakistani, uh, you know, let's have lunch or let's talk. She wanted to talk about a documentary she was going to make. Okay. Yeah. So while I'm talking to her, she goes, you know what? I really enjoy talking to you. How would you like to go to dinner with the Pakistani consulate, right, at his house? 
okay. here here in Berlin. And I'm like, huh? And she goes, <laughs> there's a consulate to Pakistan that has this beautiful home here in Berlin. And they're going to get like 12 or 14 filmmakers together tonight, all Pakistanis. Would you like to go? And I'm like, sure. Hey, hey, Haman, when you say consulate, do you mean an ambassador? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Consulate general has to do with passports. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I meant, <laughs> I meant, he's an ambassador uh, to Germany from Pakistan. That's okay. What he does. Yeah. Just by the way, describing it, that's what it sounded like he meant. So that's why I figured I'd uh, interject it. Yeah, I'm glad you caught that because I would sound like an idiot if we didn't. <laughs> Although I would just sound like who I really am. An idiot. <laughs> right? Anyway, man. So so here's what happened. So we get there. Gorgeous home. Of course. Beautiful right. home. Yeah. Right? And there's all these Pakistani filmmakers that have movies at Berlin or are senior executives, you know, at major companies in Pakistan who yeah. are in Berlin to buy and sell movies. Yeah. Right? And my company had just started. I started my distribution company in the fall of 2005. So my oh, okay. company is only a couple of years old. Yeah. Right? And so we sit around the table, and then uh, the, the person who brought me sitting to my right, and there's a nice gentleman sitting to my left, right? Yeah. And since I'm not familiar with people in the Pakistan film industry, I wouldn't know who anybody is. Yeah. It's not the industry I play. Right, like you could, you could have been sitting to the Pakistani equivalent of Steven Spielberg. You wouldn't have even known it. And I'd have no idea, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. So wonderful dinner. It was just really fun. And so the guy sitting next to me halfway through dinner, he's an older, older gentleman. Yeah. He goes, you know, so you just started this new little distribution company. Can I, can I pick your brain? Can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, man, sure. And he goes, so my daughter just made this movie, right? My daughter lives in, in America. She lives in New York. She just made this movie. And we think it's great. And everyone around the table is like, yeah, it's wonderful. It's really great. And he's like, but we're kind of having trouble getting into major film festivals, mm, right? Mm. And then I said, well, I've judged a lot of festivals, um, a lot of regional and smaller festivals, and I've been a screener at Sundance, and, and I've been a panelist at you know, uh, other places, other major festivals, and I can tell you it's a crapshoot. It's you, you, you either have to – well, first of all, your film has to be really, really good. Yeah, right? yeah. And they're like, but her film is really, really good. I said, okay. Then you've got to get attention, whether it's, uh, you know, great critical reviews or a huge agent to represent it or something, mm, mm. right? So I'm giving his, him advice. And then after five minutes, I go, hey, so what's it about? Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, what movie are we talking about? <laughs> right. You know, what is this movie about? And he goes, oh, it's this beautiful story about this uh, young man, little boy, not a man, little boy, like 10, 11-year-old boy, mm. who lives on the Pakistan-India border, mm. and his ball goes across the border. Oh, man. Right? And you know, Pakistan-India, they yeah, don't really yeah. like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? His ball goes across the border, so he goes after his ball. Right? Yeah. And a family on the other side of the border sees this, and they quickly take him in, and they hide him because, you know, he could be hurt. 
because there's military all around there. Right. And they could, you know, they could, if they knew that he was from the other country, they could torture the guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the whole story is about one day of this kid going on to, to the other side of the border. So I look at him, and I have this smile, and he's like, why are you smiling? And I said, dude, you're kidding me, right? And he goes, what do you mean am I kidding you? I just told you my, my daughter's movie's about, right? Yeah. And I go, man, that's the little terrorist. And there's like this gasp through the whole room. They're like, <gasps> right? Yeah. And then he goes, what are you talking about? I go, you're kidding me, right? That's the Oscar-nominated short film called The Little Terrorist about exactly the same story. Right? Yeah. And he goes, no, that can't be true. And I said, dude, that's the same story. I mean, to the T. Yeah, yeah. The same exact story. Right? And then, of course, he gets a little bit flustered. And he's like, are you saying my daughter ripped off this movie? And, I, I, you know, all of a sudden I have like 28 eyes on me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I don't know what your daughter did. I don't know if she did it intentionally or unintentionally, but it is somebody else's movie. Mm. And that's the reason that you're not getting into major film festivals because mm. – Every major festival, whether it be Sundance or, or Cannes or, you know, all these festivals, they know all the Oscar-nominated movies. Yeah, yeah. Obviously they do. Yeah. Right? And, ah, man, come on. It's the same story. So, needless to say, the tone of the whole dinner kind of changed. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm the, like... I'm thinking, shit, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I just told you, you that you ripped off somebody's movie, but you did. Right? right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, not like you ripped off an, an obscure movie that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. You took an Oscar-nominated movie. Yeah. Right? I, I, I guess, you know, being a, if I, I use this term loosely, a creative person um, myself, <laughs> I, I, I could see that happening even within a short film where you're like, you, you create this awesome film and someone's already done it. Like, I've written plenty of guitar riffs where I'm like, this is an awesome riff. I can't, you know, I can't wait to like make a song out of whatever. And before you know it, you hear a song on the radio. Someone plays you a song from another band. And you're like, man, I knew that was an awesome riff because <laughs> like, it's yeah. already been done, you know? So, I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's possible like she unknowingly you know, created a film on the same exact to the, I guess maybe to the T might be hard, but I guess it's possible. And I'll say that it is possible, but the Pakistan film community is really small. Mm, mm. So how would you not know that another film within that what? extremely small community has done the same exact story that you've done? Was, was the producer or, you know, the writer of the film, were they Pakistani also? Or were they yeah, like, of course, oh, okay. yes. I wasn't yeah. sure if they might, might have been Indian or something, maybe, like, doing it from the Yeah, other. no, I think he was Pakistani, okay. the guy that did it, okay. right? Okay, yeah. my, Dolly's friends with him, or Dolly oh, knows okay. him. Okay, okay. Right? So, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, but... <laughs> Yeah, that, but, yeah, I could see the total because uh, it sounds like everyone at the at this dinner knew who this guy was. They saw his daughter's film, so everyone knew this guy. So 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It definitely, well, it definitely took a, a swing in a different direction. <laughs> well, here's what's funny. As I was telling him that it's been done yeah. and been done, you know, really well. My friend that brought me there started to kick me under the table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like shut up, right? Yeah, yeah. But when you get me on a roll, man, I'm hard to stop. Right? <laughs> yeah. Especially when I'm trying to right a wrong. Right? right. Yeah, yeah. So I find out. Oh, he goes. So the guy, the guy, the father, he gets all flustered and he goes, "Well, do you have any advice besides telling me that it's taken?" And I said, yeah, I do. You know what you should do? You should contact the guy that made The Little Terrorist, mm. right? Mm. And you should say, I want to make you an executive producer in my movie. Mm. And you should do that. And you should also, in the opening credits, say, based on the little Oscar-nominated The Little Terrorist, because that will do two things. Ah, okay. That's a good idea. That's a good idea, right? Because yeah. that will do two things. That will allow every film festival in America to and in the, throughout the world to know that you're aware that there's other material similar to yours. Yeah, yeah. And that you're honoring that material yeah. instead of pretending like it doesn't exist. Exactly. No, that's a good idea. Right? So, of course, that didn't go over well. <laughs> because he's like, it's not the same movie. Ours is an hour and a half long. And... The, the short film is like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Okay, right? okay. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So then dinner finishes, right? Yeah. As we're leaving, they had cars to take us home okay. to our hotel. Yeah. Right? So dinner finishes. I'm walking out to the car, and my friend who took me, she goes, okay, there's two things I was trying to kick you about. She goes, number one, the guy you were sitting next to is a huge, huge executive at the largest distributor in Pakistan. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But that doesn't change. And, and then she cut me off. She goes, and secondly, he wrote the script. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, he wrote the script. No wonder he's getting mad. Because I was thinking, you know what? Um, you know, this guy's just defending his daughter. Oh, right? so, so did she just, like, produce it or whatever then? Like, edit it? Or no, no, she, she directed it. Okay, okay. She directed it. He okay. wrote it. I right? see, I see. Okay. So that was an interesting experience, and I thought the evening was over, but then something really as crazy happened. Okay. <laughs> right? As I'm driving home, this little fun little driver, like a total round-faced guy that was actually a little bit shorter than me and I'm super short. I'm only five four. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's driving me home and um he kept on looking back, you know, because I was in the back seat. Yeah. He kept on looking back uh to tell me that he used to be a driver for that okay, you're gonna help me here. You're good about movies. Then what's that movie where Tom Hanks plays a, a Texas US senator? Man, I'm not sure. It's like Charlie, Charlie Wilson's War. That's it. Okay, okay. Right? There's a movie called Charlie Wilson's War. So this driver kept on turning back and talking to me, <laughs> yeah. t telling me 
that he used to be the driver for the senator that Charlie Wilson, you know, Charlie oh, Wilson. okay, for the actual the guy in the movie that was based off or whatever. Right, for the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I'm like, that's great, that's great. Look ahead. <laughs> yeah, Look exactly. ahead. Yeah. You know, it's 18 degrees. There's ice everywhere. Look ahead. Because he was only driving me four miles. Okay. Right? And when he, I kept on saying, hey, dude, that's great. Just look ahead. Drive me home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when we got like 50 yards away from my hotel, he turns around. He turned around to tell me something else about Charlie Wilson. Yeah. And slam. Right? He hits a car. Oh, man. Right? And I'm like, I'm 40 or 50 yards away from my hotel. I can see it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now I'm in a car accident. <laughs> so these, oh, these Germans, you know, the car that he hit. Yeah. The Germans get out of their car. And Germans are extremely polite people and, and really, really intelligent as a large group, right? Yeah, yeah. So they get out of the car. The guy tells me to stay in the car. Right. Yeah. The driver tells me to stay in the car. Yeah. And I can hear him because, you know, uh, the windows are open. I'm right there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and he's telling these Germans, he goes, listen, listen, there's no problem. There's no problem. The country of Pakistan will pay for your car. Oh, man. <laughs> right. It, it was an official, you know. Right. It was an official thing. Right. <laughs> and these Germans are like. Okay, whatever, but we're calling the police, you know, because we need the police to be here to document the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And he goes, no police, come on, the government of Pakistan will get you, a, uh, fix your car, no problem, right? Yeah. The guy's like, you're not leaving, you're not leaving until the police come, oh, right? Oh, man. So, so then they, the Germans go back to their car to, like, get their insurance or whatever they yeah, get over there, yeah. right? And this guy runs to the the car I'm in, to his car. He opens the back door, and he goes, do you speak Urdu? And I'm like, of course I speak Urdu, right? So in Urdu, which is a Pakistani language, in Urdu he goes, how far is your hotel, right? And I said, it's right over there. And and he's like, bhago, bhago, which means run, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, bhago. And he starts telling me, he goes, in, in Urdu, he's telling me, you know, um, I don't want the paperwork of having an American citizen in my car during uh, an accident. Oh, man. Right? Okay. Just go. Right? Yeah. And, and I know, you know, and none, none, no part of this story had anything to do with my disability outside the fact that as I'm telling it, I'm sitting here thinking he probably, you know, Obviously, it's obvious that I have a disability. Yeah. So he's probably thinking the last thing I need to do is have the German police come and see a disabled guy in the back of my car that was just in an accident. Right. They're going to be like, this guy just got injured or whatever. Right, <laughs> right, right. Or, or you know, it just causes so much stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. So he just looked at me and he gave me, he kept on giving me a thumbs up. You know, he goes, thumbs up, thumbs up. Bago, like, like, hurry, run. Yeah. So, man, I just took off. I got out and, and left. So the Germans were like, hey, hey, where are you going? Like, they didn't see you. You know, the Germans were like, excuse me, excuse me. And then I just hear the guy just saying, you know, don't worry, it's my car, my car, my car. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy, huh? <laughs> oh, man. 
So, man, I can't even tell you why. Again, I say this a lot. I don't know why I came up with that story, but I was driving Lena and Zoe to school just now. Yeah. I was just thinking about, you know, I travel a lot, but we've only talked about a few stories abroad, you know, like the can right. story. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Guatemala and this one. But, you know, I'm a million-mile flyer on American Airlines. Yeah. And close to two million. Yeah. So when you fly that much, I've got stories all over the world. I just didn't want to just have this be a travel podcast, right? Yeah. Pretty no. wild, isn't it? Oh man, that that's uh, <laughs> and it's hilarious too. He's like, all right, do you speak or do just so he just so he can switch to a different channel. <laughs> switch different channels so the, so the night troopers wouldn't know what the hell we're saying. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> So anyway, that's my story, man. You want to wrap things up? Yeah, very cool, very cool. So if you guys uh, don't forget, you can check us out at olympicuncloud9.com, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, all those fun places you can download the podcast. Also, mm-hmm. check out 59 Seconds of Cloud 9. And this is the time of the year where you want to visit toysaccessible.com, where if you have uh, children or a loved one that has children with special needs, disabilities, and they're looking for toys that meet the, meet the needs of these, uh, the, uh, of these kids, check out toysaccessible.com. Okay, and if you want to reach us, please email us at info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9, the number 9.com. And everyone, thank you for listening and downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya.